Hey everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And we are back from Fort Worth in the 2022 NCAA Championships. And this week, we talk everything from Michigan not advancing to the finals, who we are rooting for instead, all of the highs and the lows, plus some of the fun things that we did while in Fort Worth. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Kathleen R., Amy M., Lucy S., Kevin K, Maya A, Becca S, Nina L, DFP, Blake B, Elaine E, Rye Dog, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, and M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so much. And again, just a reminder to check your Patreon app if you haven't already. We have a few interviews lined up. And if you want to find out who is coming on before it's announced to the public and have the chance to ask questions, make sure you check the app every so often. With the season coming to an end, you can expect a few interviews within the next month or so. So just make sure you're staying on top of checking the app for the latest. Again, we thank you all so much for all of your support, as always, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey friends, we are officially back from Texas, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because it is freezing here in Michigan, and it was snowing yesterday. So we went from sunny, 80 degree weather to like 30 and snowing. I think we got like three to four inches yesterday. Yeah, it literally felt like summer when we were in Texas. I got off the plane wearing shorts and (laughs) I instantly regretted that when I walked outside. See, I thought ahead. I put on sweatpants and I had a sweatshirt on. Granted, I was still wearing flip-flops or sandals, whatever you want to call them, but... I I knew. I looked at the weather before, and I'm like, it's going to be freezing, (laughs) and it's going to be snowing. I I should have been more prepared, but here we are. It's freezing in Michigan. We're not happy to be back. (laughs) But I say that because we had so much fun in Fort Worth. It was such a great week, well, weekend, long end of the week. Yeah, long weekend. (laughs) So we arrived on Wednesday morning, like super early, so that way Ashley could do Podium training. Do you have anything you want to talk about from podium training? By the way, normally we plan our episodes and like we kind of have a rough idea of what we're going to talk about. We are completely winging this right now. We're freestyling right now. We have like no idea what we're talking about. So (laughs) did you have anything about podium training you wanted to say? This was technically your first time doing like in-person media. Yeah. So I've covered events before, but with COVID and everything, everything's obviously been virtual. So all the press conferences and things like that, that I've done in the past um, have been virtual. Granted, I didn't do any press conferences and really didn't do a whole lot other than podium training, because I think we said this before on one of our previous episodes, but we bought tickets for this meet (laughs) before I got the job at Inside Gymnastics. So it was kind of already a plan, but we worked it out to where I would get in a little bit early so I could go to podium training and get some videos from that. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun walking around the floor and just seeing what all the teams were up to. She and went up to Jordan Childs and Suni Lee. Yes, to get a picture of them. They were talking and I was like, you know, it would be cool to get a picture of them together because I'm pretty sure that's the first time they had seen each other. I mean, I don't know if like, well, they, they might have seen each other right before that because I think they did like a photo shoot or something. Yeah, I was just going to say there was an Olympian like for 
girl yeah. photo shoot that they did. But either way, because they're in different conferences, they didn't compete against each other, at least not that I can remember, no, during either. the regular season. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go up to them and ask if I can take a picture to post on Inside Gymnastics Instagram. So, yeah, I did that. And... It was just cool to be down there on the floor. I mean, podium training, the media has the ability to just roam around and kind of go wherever they want. Which is so exciting, I feel like. It, you can just go stand wherever you want. It was fun, but it was also chaotic because my coworker, Christy, who was supposed to be there for podium training, had issues with her flight getting delayed. She was coming in from Atlanta, and they said the weather was bad, which it was really <laughs> nice out. But the flights, from what I was hearing, and also from experience from our flight that morning, um, there was a lot of turbulence and just issues with the planes in the yeah, air. Yeah, which, by the way, guys, this was my first time flying. Yeah, what did you think? Um, So I had a little bit of anxiety just because, you guys know, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, you know that me and Ashley have, like, anxiety through the roof. I have fear of, like, dying, I think. It ended up being okay. I made it. <laughs> like Ashley said, a little bit of turbulence, which, of course, freaked me out because I'm looking out the window at, like, the wing of the plane, and it's, like, shaking up and down quickly and I keep looking at Ashley like with the is this normal look on my face I think that is this normal eyes so I had only flown once before and it was like a week or so before that to Nashville and it was not like that I mean I knew it was just turbulence but I'm like I can't help you dude I don't know it messed my ear up so bad you know I know how like the pressure in your ears like your ears will pop mine was doing that but I couldn't get it to pop at some point, like, it was when we were coming down, so we were about to land in Texas, and it, my ear just would not pop, and it was hurting so bad. It almost felt like I had an ear infection, and it was only when we got up in the air, like, I wasn't having an issue prior to that. Right, you didn't actually have an ear infection. And it stayed like that for a full day, so I was like, this trip's going to be great because I can't hear, and people are talking to me, and I'm, like, just smiling and nodding, and I have no <laughs> idea what they're saying. <laughs> But, no, it was. It ended up being fine. It ended up being fine. We landed safely. Um, like we said, Ashley went to podium training. I kind of just walked around by myself and explored Fort Worth because none of my friends were in town yet. So I was kind of just, like, on my own for that day. Love that for you. It was a good thing for me because I'm working on being more independent. Me and Ashley do a lot of things together. And, you know, sometimes you got to, like, venture out and do your own thing. So. Although I wish... We, we, this was a conversation that we had had before. I wish Brittany would have credentialed herself for the podcast because I think you would have had a lot of fun at podium training. So maybe next year. Yeah, I'm thinking about it for next year. To be honest with you, I don't, which is funny considering we have a podcast. I don't really, like, I don't have a desire to do media-related things. Um, I think I have moments where I do, like, I see some of the cool things that you're doing and I'm like, I want to be a part of that. Um, but you know, I had the choice to apply for media credential for this and I decided not to just because I wanted to go as a fan. I wanted to enjoy it, um, and really take in the experience. So, you know, the national championships is not something that we often get to go to just because it's normally in Texas, as you know, and it's, and flights are so expensive right now. Yeah. It's so far away. Flights are expensive. Hotels are expensive. So I really just wanted to go and enjoy the experience and not have to worry about working or doing any of that stuff, but That's fair. maybe next year, um, or in the future, I'll consider it. But yeah, anyways, I, I don't really think I have much to say. At this point, it's all irrelevant what happened during podium training. <laughs> yeah. I was my, my initial impressions from podium training was that Oklahoma looked really, really good. Michigan, tears, looked really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, Utah was struggling on bars. Utah also, from what I saw, didn't do any of their vaults on competition surface. They were just doing timers, which I thought was kind of interesting. Must be some kind of strategy. Well, they remember they did that at their Red Rocks preview? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they were doing. So that must be just 
something I was trying, that they do? Yeah, I was trying to get a video of like somebody doing their vow, and every time I looked over there, every time I walked over there, no one was doing anything besides like a layout. Just you're trying to go over the vaulting table. So yeah, I mean at this point, podium training is kind of irrelevant, but it was it was cool to be there and to see all of these incredible gymnasts up close and personal. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that was a good way to kick off the weekend besides the fact that I couldn't hear out of one of my ears. One things were about to go downhill pretty quickly, little did we know. <laughs> so <laughs> the next day was semifinal day. So we went with our friends, Amy and Max. They're actually our friends here from Michigan, but we had tickets with them. So we were sitting with them for the first session, which the first session was Utah, Oklahoma, Alabama, and who else was in that first session? Minnesota. Shoot. Minnesota, yep. And then, of course, the individuals. Skylar Schulte from Michigan State was there. We were excited about her. Jade Carey, Oregon State, I think was like the big name all around her that everyone was there to see in the first session. Um, and just lots of great gymnastics. It was a great way to kick off the NCAA championships. And honestly, I would say... Coming into it, I viewed that semifinal as the more difficult semifinal because it's yeah. one of those things where, like, any of those teams on any given day, on their best day, could advance. 100%. Yeah, and in the end, it, it kind of worked out to where Oklahoma and Utah, which is, I think, who you would expect to advance, they are the ones that did end up getting the job done. And it was a close battle between Minnesota and Alabama, but in the end, um, just they gave away a little bit too much. Yep. Minnesota struggled a little bit on beam, and it wasn't disastrous or anything like that, but it was just kind of an average beam performance. And I would say that Alabama on vault, kind of similar, yeah. didn't really have any of the stuck landings or even some of the near stuck landings that they would have needed to really catapult themselves ahead of Utah because Utah was looking pretty great. And Utah was not perfect by any means. Right. Utah was definitely having little areas where they were giving things away for sure. But And Oklahoma was too. I mean, nothing super, super bad or anything, but... Yeah, they just didn't capitalize in ways that they needed to and um, kind of let it get away from them. But I do want to give a shout out to Maya Huen. Yeah. She totally should be probably in a tie, for being fair, for the NCAA floor title because she is just, I mean, we've said this before, she's so good, but like every single week she does the same exact routine. I thought for sure that she was going to, like you said, at least share that title? Yeah. Oh Such a great routine. So good. And so fun to see her perform that in person. And we've seen it, you know, on the TV multiple times this season. But, you know, for being in the Big Ten, surprisingly, we haven't seen it at all in person this year. So I had lots of fun watching her. And she's so, like, expressive with her face and really gets into it. So that was great to see. And then, of course, you know, the, the typical faves, Anna Loper and Lexi Rambler, absolutely killing it. And... Ending their careers because they're super seniors. So it was super sad after Lexi's bar routine because that was her final event. Um, she definitely had some tears come in, which is sad. This is one of the reasons I hate this part of the season. There's, there's reasons to love it and there's reasons to hate it. Yes. And one of the reasons to hate it is because it's inevitable that careers will be ending. Yes. Um, if it's not on the semifinal day, it's literally like just a day later right. in the finals. Not a whole lot of time to like mentally prepare yourself. It happens very quickly. Yeah. The other thing that I don't like about postseason, and I guess that's the point of postseason, I don't like how like high stakes everything is and I get that that's totally like sports I get that's how when you get down to the national championships that's how it works totally understand but I, I hate to see teams that have done so well all season long 
get eliminated after like either like a subpar performance or a bad performance, whatever it may have been, um, after having such a great season. And then just to have it end with them not advancing onto the final day yeah. um, always feels like a little bit of a disappointment, no matter yeah. who the team is. Right. Which I think we're going to circle back to this conversation here mm-hmm. momentarily. But um, before we do that, I wanted to also give a shout out, of course, to Jade Carey for a phenomenal first NCAA season. I just found myself sitting there watching her and thinking about how blessed we were to be able to watch, I guess not even her, but like she was going, I forget what event it was on, what rotation, but her and Grace McCallum were going at the same exact time. And it was I like, hate that. That's the worst thing when you're in person and the arena is fairly large and you're trying to watch two people at the same time and you're having to like turn your head, turn your head, turn your head, yes. turn your head. Whereas when you're watching on a computer screen or a TV screen, it's in a smaller area and your eyes are just moving. It's all in front of your face. But nothing beats being there in person and feeling the energy in the arena. You don't get that watching it from home. So, Um, but anyways, I was saying Jade and Grace, one of the one of the events were going at the same time, and also just knowing that later on we were gonna get to see SUNY and Jordan Childs, and then just all the other great gymnasts that are just competing here at these NCAA championships. I was just like, wow. What a world we live in. Yeah, I know. To be able to see not only the best collegiate gymnasts in the country, but some of the best gymnasts in the in the country or in the world, mm-hmm. um, it's really, really incredible. So I found myself thinking that a lot. And Jade really didn't have her best all-arm performance. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad by any means. It just yeah. wasn't as solid as she's been all season. She had, like, little tiny things here and there. Some bobbles on beam and, you know, floor wasn't as – her landings weren't as controlled as yeah. they normally are. But – I was just like, wow, it's Jade Carey, the Olympic floor champion, competing right in front of my face here in college gymnastics. And we'd seen her before at the Olympic trials, but like something about seeing her on the college stage, it just... It's game changing. Yeah, it's so historic, so good for the sport. Yeah, I think we we were all feeling that this year with all of the Olympians coming in and being able to do both, you know, college gymnastics and take advantage of, you know opportunities, NIL opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great thing to see. I think it's great for the sport, and of course it's great for the athletes. So Something else I wanted to say from that first session, and it also applies to the final day of competition as well, but I want to give a shout out to the Oklahoma fan section. Granted, they are the closest to the state of Texas, so we knew they'd be well-traveled, but they had by far the biggest section and the loudest section. Yeah, very passionate. We were sitting right next to them, so we were seated right by the floor. Um, actually, the fourth floor up, so we had great seats but we were sandwiched in between Utah and Oklahoma and so maybe it's just because we were by them but they felt so so loud to me Um, we were so close to Oklahoma to where like you could hear their conversations oh right like if some of the parents were like upset about a score or um, even scores for like gymnasts and other teams like we could like overhear all of their conversations so that was kind of interesting and fun (laughs) Yeah, that's one way to put it. I'm glad you thought it was fun. I didn't think it was fun. I feel like we were getting the tea because you could figure out whose parent it was that was talking and like who they were beefing with and like yeah, I'll keep my I'll keep my mouth shut. It's it's always entertaining to say the very least, but. We also had, I don't, we may have mentioned this in the previous podcast, we also bought tickets in the Michigan section as well. So we had two sets of tickets and the Michigan section was like not in a very good spot. It was like on the corner of bars and I'm like, really? They're the reigning national champions and I feel like they had the shittiest section in the arena out of every seat, including just like regular fans who weren't there with a specific team. Yeah. Um, I truly feel like that Michigan section 
was the shittiest seats they could possibly have. So we didn't even sit there. I mean, our plan was to sit there on the final day. So <laughs> we, we didn't make it to that point, but that was our plan going in is that we were going to sit in our seats for the first day. And then the second day we were going to sit with the Michigan section, despite it not being the greatest seating arrangement. So the issue was obviously there's eight teams and the schools were given all session tickets meaning that they go to all sessions and those are their tickets. And it looks like they blocked off basically what you would envision to be the best seats in the house, the two parts of the arena that are across from each other, right by the floor, the other by the vault runway, that are basically in the center of the arena. Those, they look like they left for the fans, which is why we were able to get tickets there. And, you know, you look at the broadcast or if you were there, you know, you look in the arena and you, you don't see any particular section. It's just random people. Yeah. And then it looks like all the teams kind of had the sides of those two metal areas and then kind of rounding around the side of the arena. And it was eight teams that they had to fit in. I think 200-ish seats that they were each given. Um, So that kind of makes it complicated because, you know, you could take Oklahoma's section and give it to Michigan during the session that Michigan's competing, but then what happens during the finals? You know, you you don't know at that time who's going to make it to the finals. Right, that makes sense. So I was a little bit annoyed by it too, just because it felt like Michigan had the crappiest seats in the house. They were like pushed to the corner, it felt like. Yeah, and I know they kind of felt that way too, so... Yeah, that was a little bit, like, weird, I guess, but... Um, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess it, there's there's other things that are worse. And I don't regret buying the tickets. I would do it again next year, so <laughs> hopefully next year it'll just be in a better area. But moving on to the second semifinal, we had Florida, Michigan, Auburn, and Missouri. Now, this semifinal was honestly the one that I thought was going to be the most clear-cut, and... You know, I, I think it's fair to say that it should have been the most clear cut, but... Oh, yeah. You know, Michigan and Florida were the two teams that were the ones that people would expect to advance. You know, they're the number two and number three teams in the nation. And, and ranked consistently in the top three all season long. Yeah. Like those are, you know, Florida, Oklahoma, and Michigan are, it's fair to say, top three teams throughout the entire season, any day of the week. Right, and all they had to do was you know, they're normal, what they do every single week, and they shouldn't have had a problem advancing. Um, Florida, of course, got it done, and Michigan, unfortunately, did not get it done, which, as you guys could probably imagine, was a pretty big shock slash disappointment to Brittany and I being the big Michigan fans that we are. Um, It was just disappointing to see them have their worst meet of the season on a day where it mattered most. Yeah, and not to say, just to clarify, not disappointed in any of the athletes, of course, more just disappointed in, like, the outcome. Yeah, Just because I feel like they are so good and they deserve so much better. Like, to see them make so much history last season and also this season, be ranked number one in the nation for eight weeks consecutively, and then just to kind of have it all... And the way that it did with them not even advancing to the finals, finishing in eighth place. Um, yeah, it was just a really big shock. And it was um, and no, nobody would have expected that. Not a single person, if you had asked any other gymnastics fan, Michigan fan or not, where they thought Michigan was going to end at the end of the year. I don't think a single person would have told you eighth. Yeah, no, it definitely would have been top four at the very least, Yeah, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, Michigan just had mistakes from people that normally don't make mistakes. Abby Brenner, 
fell on bars and I don't think I've ever seen her miss a bar routine. In fact, I think I've only seen her fall maybe twice in her whole, her whole career. Yeah, well, that's what was crazy is I was thinking that, you know, just coming to nationals and just kind of thinking about Michigan's team and their potential and, like, you know, trying to think for myself, like, what's going to happen? Like, what's the outcome of this meet going to be? And one of the things I remember thinking was – Abby Brunner and just how consistent she is. You can absolutely count on her any day of the week to go up and get the job done. She does pretty much the same routine on every event, week in and week out. Um, like you said, I think she's only fallen two, maybe three times in her entire career in Michigan. Yeah. And never on bars. And we saw her on the final day. We ran into her and we were talking briefly and she even said that too. Like, she's like, I never fall on bars. So I think she was just as shocked by that too. And then it kind of put pressure on the rest of the lineup, which they really did come through all the way up until the very last routine, which was JC Vore, the freshman. And, you know, she has also been pretty consistent. She did have one fall on bars this season, but otherwise she was 9.85 plus, has gone as high as 9.925 yeah. all season long. So I wouldn't look at her and think that she's consistent or she's somebody who can't handle the pressure. I mean, her very first bar routine ever was when Natalie was struggling out of the blue. I think it was on her Del Chaver, or maybe it was the dismount, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but she was struggling in the warm-ups and they had a last minute pull her out and make that switch. And JC went up. Kind of first, on the fly. Yeah, on the fly in her first ever lineup bar routine and got a 9925. So, you know, she's been in presser situations before and handled it well, but um, she made it through the whole routine and then got to the dismount and kind of <sighs> messed up the pull, pull, full pirouette before the double A and also unfortunately sat the double A out. So yeah, that she was, over-rotated it. Yeah, that was uh, really disappointing. And like you said, it's not disappointing in any of the athletes. It's just disappointing to see them performing that way after how well they did the whole season. Um, and then they carried her over to beam and they had – their lead off on beam made several mistakes and had a fall on the dismount. And then Sierra Brooks, the kind of one of the leaders for the team and someone who's super, super consistent actually, you know, was a part of that back half of the lineup last year that won them the national championships that came through to, you know, drop one of the lower scores and win them that title, the first ever. Mm -hmm. And she also fell on beam, which she never does. I think she's fallen once in her career. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just really uncharacteristic, and I think Michigan just picked a bad day to have a bad day. Yeah, Bev said that in the interview after, and I couldn't agree more. It was just, you know, I, I thought about it after, obviously, because I'm sitting there just thinking about, like, what went wrong, um, and I couldn't really tell you <laughs> what went wrong. I think it was a really just um, fluky performance. I don't think that's any indication of the kind of team they are. I don't think it's any indication of how they looked all season long. I think they're a much better team than what they showed that day, and it was honestly just a fluke. We did actually see Bev, because we were on Michigan's flight on the way home, and <laughs> of course we were. <laughs> we had a conversation with Bev in the airport before we boarded the plane, and you know we asked her, and she said that she hadn't had a chance yet to really talk to the team about what had happened, but she kind of said that she felt like the long wait before bars, so they did floor first, then they went to vol, and then bars was the third rotation and i mean we all know if we watched it you all know what happened um there was a, a really long delay it was um 15 minutes they said on the broadcast yeah for florida where basically trinity and leanne and reina worley all got to warm up again and it really just <laughs> drugged the competition out right because everybody else had been done competing at that point in time and they're just standing there waiting and yeah and michigan was you can kind of see them in the background too of the broadcast at some points but they were kind of just sitting there watching and not only 
their body's probably getting cold, but um, mentally too. I mean, you, you kind of have that competitiveness inside of you and that fire inside of you, and they were doing well. Well, they had um, momentum going. Yeah, and then I think they kind of lost that a little bit um, going into bars after that long wait. And possibly even just nervous about, like, what was going on with the bars. Is the issue resolved now? What's right. going to happen? Because a lot of people, not that I expected them to know this because they probably aren't watching. I'm imagining they're not watching other people's performances. But even in session one, I, I think that bars was the event that was really killing every team's energy, every yeah. team's vibe. A lot of teams even, had bar even issues. Florida, like, yeah. everybody was having issues on bars. And so I'm not sure how aware they were of that. Probably not. But as a fan watching, I was aware of what was going on. I that was when I started to get nervous for them. Um, Vault and Floor, obviously their best events. They did great. Um, of course, wasn't like perfect. It left them room in my eyes. It was leaving them room to be better the final day. Um, and to really dial in more some of those landings and stuff. But um, I did start to get really nervous suddenly when they were headed to bars, and I felt the energy shift myself just as a fan in the stands. So I can only imagine what they were feeling down there on the floor and, you know, actually being the ones having to do it. So, but I do want to say, um, this kind of ties into the final day as well, but so spoiler alert, we're probably going to mention who wins here in case you didn't already know, but, um, I really want to give a shout out to both Florida and Oklahoma just for their mental preparation and how, when they were faced with adversity at any point, you know, for Florida, it was that first day of competition on bars, like we just mentioned. For Oklahoma, on floor, their first event on the final day of competition where they had a count went out of bounds and they started the competition in fourth. Both those teams didn't let what was happening face them. Actually, I would say that they had that adversity and they completely rallied the rest of their competitions. Yeah, they almost seemed to come back stronger. Right. And I think that was an area that um, if I'm going to give any sort of like outsider critique to Michigan and what I think I was observing, it seemed that Michigan, when they would have a mistake or they would um, you know, be faced with any sort of adversity, whether it was having to wait randomly for 15 minutes or whatever. They seem to almost be a little bit more like nervy looking, whereas a team like Oklahoma and Florida, they seem to like something in them just like rallied even harder. Yeah, they thrive in and it. And I think, yeah, and that was really what propelled them on. I think that in order to be at this final level, you have to be able to do that. You, you have to be able to have a random 15-minute pause. You have to be able to go up after somebody falls. You have to be able to hit your routine no matter what's going on, how loud the arena is, you know, whatever the outcome may be, you just have to keep pushing through that. Um, and so I really want to give credit to Florida and Oklahoma because on more than one occasion, I feel like we saw them do that this weekend mm -hmm. or last weekend. And um, in my opinion, you know, for a team like Oklahoma, it's really what allowed them to win the national title, that grit and that ability to just keep fighting no matter what they were faced with. Um, they didn't give up. And because of that, they ended up being the national champion. So they fought hard and, um, you know, but we'll talk about it as we get to that point. But in my opinion, absolutely deserved the win. Mm -hmm. So that's an area that I hope, you know, going forward for Michigan, they can learn from. Um, they can look into a little bit more. And who knows? Again, you know, I don't have any insight. Like we said, we talked about and she didn't really, she, she didn't have a chance to talk with her team and see what, you know, they felt like the problem was. Um, that's just kind of my opinion as an outsider watching the last couple of weeks leading into postseason. I will say in regards to a lot of what other people online are saying about Michigan, whether it's, you know, they ran out of steam or they didn't have enough depth. Those are things that people have kind of been saying all season long or particularly after they didn't advance 
Um, I don't know if we quite agree with that. And I know for certain Bev does not agree with that. Um, she put her best gymnasts out there. They were resting people all season long. They pulled out their, some of their all-rounders to give them a break. Yeah, um, people were resting all Gabby season. Wilson wasn't even in bars basically the whole end of the season. Um, they had Jenna Mulligan going in on floor to rest Abby High School and Sierra Brooks. They had Raina Gugino going for her as well. So they, they had at regionals, I was, that's what that was. Well, and Nicola Kulos was regionals too. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. So at they, various points throughout the season, the point is they, they did rest people. So, yeah. um, they did use their depth at I don't many think, points throughout the season. It wasn't a depth issue. I don't think, um. And I don't even think it was a steam issue. Well, because that's what Bob was saying to us was, you know, they had, well, at one point in time, they had five all-arounders. At nationals, they had four all-arounders. But those were some of the best athletes on the team. And why would you not put your best athletes up just because they're all-arounders and there's four of them or five of them? You're going to want your best athletes up no matter what. And those four to five athletes just so happen to be four to five of the best athletes on those particular events. Right. Michigan has, you know, two to three people on every event that could go in. They're just not making the lineup because the people that you see in the lineup are the ones that are stronger scorers or they're more consistent or whatever it might be. Right. Um, so I don't really think that was really an issue. And I mean, you're entitled to your own opinions, but I really don't feel that was an issue. And I know Bab doesn't feel that was an issue for them. Them losing steam. I, I really don't feel like they lost steam. Um, they were really good at Big Tens. They were good on their senior night. They were kind of eh, not as great as it could be the first day of regionals, but they were great the second day of regionals. All teams have off days, so it doesn't mean that they're necessarily losing steam. And I will say that, yes, Michigan was a lot stronger in the beginning of the season than they appeared to be in the end of the season. I mean, they were they came out high the first couple weeks oh, of the season. Oh, they came out the first week, like, ready to win the national title. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the best strategy because you want to be able to last all the way to postseason. And some so. teams can do it. Oklahoma's done it before, so I wasn't necessarily, like, concerned about it. Um, I, I will say that I think that they weren't performing as strong as they were in the beginning of the season. But overall, I don't think they lost motivation. I don't think they lost, like, that drive and that fire inside of them. Oh, um, absolutely. I don't think they lost that at all. So I think it really was just a matter of... Kind of like what we said with what happened on bars, that probably played a big part of it. And yeah, I think it possibly like the, the mental side of things, the mental preparation maybe could have been stronger. And also just probably knowing, and this isn't something that anyone necessarily said. I'm just saying this. Um, just seeing what's happened to other teams this season. I mean, LSU didn't even make it to regional finals. UCLA didn't make it to nationals. I mean, really anything can happen. And there's so many teams this year that are really stepping up, like Auburn and Missouri oh, yeah. and even Michigan State. I mean, these are teams that are like national caliber teams that normally aren't as much in the conversation, at least in the last couple of years. Um, that are really kind of making a push into the rankings and into the conversation and it's to the point now where no team can have an off day to make it, even if you're the reigning national champion. And that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and we knew coming in, like, we knew that Michigan needed to have a good oh, day. Yeah. Like, it wasn't we one of those not... things where they could have a bad day and still make it. Like, we know that, and they knew that. And mm -hmm. I think that that kind of maybe played into it, too, a little bit, just that pressure and knowing that, like, you have you, to be on. You need to be really, really good today or you're not going to advance. And, you know, it's possible that they just got a little bit in their heads about it. Um, so it was really, really heartbreaking um, to see that happen to them, obviously, with us being such big fans and friends of the program. Definitely, we were a little bit disappointed, tried to keep it together in the arena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing with us is, like, we don't know 
there's so many people around us and we don't know who knows who we are. We were finding a lot of the time that we would be like sitting next to people and like, the guy sitting next to us, hey, if you're listening, <laughs> when me and Ashton were talking and he's like, are you the girls with the podcast? Because I recognize your voice. And I'm like, oh, so you just don't know who's like sitting next to you type thing. Um, because at this point, our friends, Amy and Max, um, they ended up moving a couple rows behind us because they were sitting in um, somebody else's seats. They ended up moving. So basically, it was just me and Ashley sitting by ourselves for that final session. And um, so we had other people sitting around us. And yeah, you just, you know, we wanted it to be like composed because I don't want to come across like we are... Um, not happy for the teams that yeah, did because like, we, we were happy. Um, Auburn, I think, absolutely earned it. And Florida absolutely earned it. Yeah, so, so it was like Michigan didn't have their best performance. I was sad about that. It but wasn't at the end mean, of the day, I was like, I knew that Michigan didn't earn the right to be there, so I'm not going to be like, you know, <laughs> throwing a fit about it. It wasn't like a bad sportsmanship upset. It was just like, I'm just really... Shocked. Yeah, I'm just hurt for these girls because we just, we love them. They're our girls, so... Yeah, that was really, really hard. Um, we definitely were not in the mood <laughs> for anything after that, but it did help to have so many incredible people there to make us laugh. Um, yes. Amy and Max, we mentioned. And then also we met Casey Magnuson, who a lot of you guys probably know because he's on Twitter and he's hilarious. And you probably think his name is Casey Magnesium, but fun fact, it's not. It's Magnuson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we found that out too. Um, but oh my gosh, he is so funny. Yeah, so if you ever have a chance to like interact with him or meet him, please take it because he's so funny and he's, he's awesome. He's great. He's so friendly. And he literally like kept me from like going off the deep end when Michigan didn't advance. Like he had me cracking up and so did Amy and Max too. Like we were kind of just walking out of the arena with them and um, you know, we were waiting for our lift to come and we were talking for a bit and um, they really helped keep our spirits high and we were laughing and making jokes. And um, I didn't think that so quickly after um, such like a devastating, <laughs> what felt like a devastating loss, um, to be able to laugh and smile and just like have a good time with other gymnastics fans. I really appreciated it in that moment. It probably sounds cheesy to say, but, um, I really feel like I needed to be surrounded by some like good uplifting energy in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And they brought that for us. So we love you guys if you're listening and also so many other people, like there's literally too many people to even mention. Oh my gosh, we met so many people that listened to this podcast, and it was, like, wild. Um, I want to say that's the most people that I think we've ever met, ever, going to gymnastics meets. And we've been going to gymnastics meets, college and elite, for a very long time, and we've had people throughout the years come up and say hi to us, and, you know, we've made some friendships and things like that, but it was nothing on this level. I'm not sure if it's just because of the podcast. It must be because of the podcast. Well, that was one thing everyone said was that was they, the they listened to our podcast. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, people actually listen to us. <laughs> Me and Ashley have imposter syndrome, if you can't tell. So we have a podcast and we see the analytics and we see that our podcast does I thought pretty it, decently. I but thought I was just, blown away when people listen to it. I thought it was just our mom. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, that was incredibly cool and nice to see. And like, thank you if you're listening to this and you're someone that said hi to us. Um, it's hard because like we don't always necessarily know who people are. So like sometimes people recognize us, but we don't necessarily know them. Otherwise, we would be like initiating the hello. But like, we right? Don't... Like we'll be sitting next to someone and they apparently know who we are. But if they don't say anything, we're not gonna know it. 
Um, there was somebody that tweeted us and said that they were like walking behind us and they were afraid to say hi. But then she said that she said hi to Kyla Ross. And I'm like, so you're afraid of me, but not Kyla Ross. Obviously, I'm joking. But like, speaking of Kyla Ross, I went into the bathroom between one of the rotations and she was just in there. She was talking to somebody, so I didn't say anything. But it was just like weird. You're like, oh, hi, Kyla Ross. So it used to be a, like a day when Kyla probably couldn't go anywhere without getting like swarmed by little kids wanting her autograph. And I'm just like, she just casually like you're just like going to the bathroom bathroom. like going to the bathroom with kyla ross like casual (laughs) um but yeah so semi-final day one didn't really pan out the way we had hoped but um so proud of auburn and florida for the way that they performed and they like we said absolutely deserved to be there auburn was lights out they had a phenomenal day actually was leading michigan after the second rotation yeah yeah michigan had the lead after the first Auburn was in first, Michigan was in second, after the second. Um, and for a while there, I was thinking that Florida was going to be the team that was not. Yeah, because Florida was kind of uh, a little bit iffy in the first two events. Yeah, it but then again, like you mentioned, same with Oklahoma, they make mistakes or have little jitters, and then they just absolutely rally and come back stronger than ever on their last couple of events, and that's exactly what they did. And then Michigan obviously opened the door, and Oklahoma, or sorry, Florida took full advantage of it, and uh, yeah, they earned themselves. They earned themselves that spot. So. And for Auburn, just knowing that like no matter what, the lowest they could finish the season is fourth is pretty iconic for them, because that's not something that I think at the start of the season anyone probably probably would have predicted. Um, so really, oh really cool. Oh my god, no. I, I don't think I would have predicted that. No, I don't think anyone would have. So, yeah, I want to give a shout out to them. And also Missouri finishing in fifth. Yeah. Like, what? These are things that, like, probably nobody saw coming. I would have probably bet money. Like, if you had asked me, like, do you think that Missouri will finish in fifth, and we were, like, betting money on it, I would have been like, oh, absolutely not. They're not Oh, I would have dropped. It's not because they're not a good team, but they have an amazing team, an amazing freshman class that came in this year. I just didn't know realistically if I saw them placing as high as fifth. Yeah. But I'm, like, so here for it. I'm so, so proud If I had a million dollars, I probably would have bet a million dollars. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They're freshmen. Amari Celestine, Jocelyn Moore. Chef's kiss, so good, amazing ball all weekend long, podium training, mm-hmm. semifinals, absolutely lights out on that event. Oh yeah, some of the best vaults in the nation, hands down. And Amari was sticking her vaults like she was doing that in podium training, she was doing it in competition. She was just killing it. So both of them are killing it. The whole team was killing and it. And Jocelyn Moore, if I'm remembering, she's the one with the double layout, correct? Yes. She stuck two feet cold, her double layout. It was amazing. <laughs> she did it right in front of us, too. I I was loving every second of it. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of teams on the rise and really have a lot to be proud of, these championships. And I'm so excited for next season. Can you imagine what next season's going to be like? Because you have the top teams that you're used to seeing and you're, like, expecting them to be there. But then you have all these other teams coming up from behind and really pushing those top teams that, like, it's both nerve-wracking and absolutely thrilling at the same time. And I and I have a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah. <laughs> Being a fan of one of the top teams. But, oh, my God, like, this is, this is good for the growth of the sport. Yeah. It's unfortunate at times when it's at the expense, it feels like, of your team. And that could mean UCLA, that could mean LSU, that could mean Michigan, you know, whatever. Um, To have another one of those, like, teams that isn't always considered, like, a national contender push above you. But it's so good for the growth of the sport, though. Yeah. And here's the thing. Random side note. 
kind of on that same topic. Granted, we were in Fort Worth, but I don't feel like they did a very good job of marketing the event. So there wasn't like, it wasn't a sold out crowd. I um, thought it would be. I thought it was going to be too. But a lot of people were talking about that, how like in downtown Fort Worth, there were signs up for the championships, but it really didn't seem like they were making it that big of a deal. However, me and Ashley, one of the days, I don't remember which day, um, went into a bar wearing Michigan shirts and these two random guys who were from Texas. So they're not gymnastics fans. They are not from, you know, Oklahoma. Yeah, they, like, they weren't from a state that has like a, a big gymnastics They scene. lived in Fort Worth. Yeah. And he was, he like commented on our shirt and he made some comment about it. And then he said, I heard what happened. And I was kind of like, all right, like, cool. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome that these two random guys at a bar in Fort Worth heard that Michigan didn't advance. Yeah. And just really think about that for a second. That means that it's reaching a larger audience. How the hell do those two guys know that? Yeah. They saw, they saw our Michigan shirts and they struck up conversation about how Michigan didn't advance. And I was expecting them to be like, oh, I'm, you know, my friend did this or my daughter's yeah, this or I was, whatever. And I then thought, I was like, where are you guys from? And they're like, Fort Worth. And I'm like, oh. I thought they were just heckling us because, you know... It's a sport thing, and, you know, maybe they're a fan of a school that's a rival of Michigan. You know, I don't know. Right, you don't know who people are. Um, I wasn't expecting him to know what was happening with the NCAA championships. Right. So my point with that was I was very impressed. And we also had a, a same scenario on the elevator that night. We were going back up to our hotel room at night, and um, some random guy got in the elevator, and he, like, asked how our night was. And we kind of like laughed and we're like, eh, like as if to imply like, yeah, it's been better. But then he was like, oh, it's okay. I already know. I already know. And I'm like, <laughs> like who again, is, how, who is how do all these like random men in Fort Worth know about what happened? But I tried to make it a good thing. I, I twisted it into a positive thing. I'm like, this is the growth of the sport. It's reaching the masses. People are aware of what's going on as they should be. Yes, as they should. And I think it's a good thing. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think most would agree. It's, it's a very good thing. We have the random men at bars talking about gymnastics. <laughs> I think this is a good thing. So this was the first time NCAAs has had the extra day in between the semifinals and the finals. And I'm curious to hear from the athletes how they liked having the day off. I have a feeling most of them are going to say that they liked it. Um, but I guess we'll see. I, I have some interviews and stuff that I'm going to be doing for Inside Gym and you know, we'll probably also try and do some interviews here on the podcast. So that would be a question I think a lot of people are asking is how the coaches and the gymnasts feel about the extra day. But as a fan, what did you think of the extra day? Um, <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the athletes. I think Fort Worth, listen, Fort Worth, it was my first time there. I thought it was beautiful. The weather was perfect. Um, it's a cute little town. It was a little hot, but also, like we mentioned from the top, we're from Michigan. And so we were, like, content. We're not used to summer in April. <laughs> like, we're not... It was a little bit hot for what I was prepared for. I mean, I was prepared. I knew. I, knew, I know Texas is hot, but you know what I mean. Like, it... I'm used to colder weather. <laughs> right. Like, it was snowing when we got home, like we said. Um, so it was a tad bit hot for my liking, but honestly, I'd take it right now over what we got here in Michigan, so. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's good for the athletes. It gives them a chance to rest. Um, I think it's good for the fans. It gives them time to do something, whether it's, you know, going to Dallas for the day, going to one of the nearby cities. What I was going to say, though, and I've, I've seen the similar critique online from other gym fans, is that although Fort Worth is super cute and um, there's a lot of, like, restaurants and bars and museums and, like, there's the water gardens, there's things really to do. Really nice places to sit, even if you're the kind of 
of person that likes to like grab a book and go sit and chill outside. Like yeah. Fort Worth is for you. I had a moment where I did that. I brought a good book and I was sitting down reading and just chilling outside. But I think that if you're bringing your kids or bringing the fam, I don't feel like it's the most like family friendly area as far well, as it's activities. not that it's not family friendly it's just there's really not a whole lot to do like other than walking around aimlessly or going to get food or going to a bar um there's really yeah there's really not a whole lot to do as far as like activities go there's not like malls or shopping um, no and then maybe we just didn't venture out far enough but that's, well, it wasn't that's the other component distance. is that everything you do you really want it to be within walking distance because when you're using an uber or a lyft to get around or even a rental car like our friend amy was doing a rental car that shit adds up it's like, all we, i don't even want to know how much we spent well on. between the flight and the hotel and all the food and lifts and the tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two sets of tickets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about that. But yeah, um, I would definitely say probably over $2,000 we probably each spent. Yeah, that's a piece, which is ridiculous. And that's not feasible for a lot of people, which is why I think the stands were so empty. Because like, who wants to fly with COVID, first of all, but then also with the prices of tickets on planes because of COVID. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot the economy is trying to, like, bounce back from. Well, it's also just another day for a lot of people. It's another day off of work. And, you know, I think some people kind of just want to just get the weekend over with. Not, not like, in a way, like, where you're wanting to, like, just get the championship over with. I don't mean it like that, but just... You're ready to go. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's really not a whole lot to do. You're there to see gymnastics. Yeah. And you hang out with people and you meet people and do all that stuff after the meet, usually. And that's all cool and fun. But, like, what do you do the whole extra day in an area where there's not a whole lot to do? <laughs> right. And we at that point, I feel like we had already seen what we needed to see. Like, we went to the water gardens. We walked around, like, the couple blocks surrounding our hotel. We went to some restaurants. Um, we went to a nice sitting area and just kind of, like... Just to sit outside and be outside rather than sitting in the hotel. I mean, we weren't really doing anything, just we talking just, and playing on our phones, but right. we were doing Contempl- it. In, contemplating our life. Yeah, but doing it in a nice area. Right. Um, Contemplate your life, make it cool. Right. So that's something that I've heard people say about Fort Worth and, you know, the fact that it's going to be there until 2026 is a little bit like, ugh. I know. <laughs> I really didn't want to go next year, but I think I'm going to have to because of what happened with Michigan. Yeah, I have to go next year. And then... Well, we'll, we won't talk any farther than that. We'll just see what happens. But um, I do plan on being there next year. So (laughs) there's that. Hopefully they'll build something just for us. (laughs) Right. Like hopefully like something cool happens within the year and they build something like different and exciting. They were building something outside of our hotel. I wonder what that's going to be. Maybe it's like a... I thought it was another hotel. (laughs) Hopefully it's like a giant like bounce house or something. It's definitely (laughs) not that. It was like hotel i'm pretty sure they need like a casino not that i have money to spend at a casino yeah we're, we're over here talking about how people don't have money for this but don't you just like the vibe of a casino like isn't it just fun to like walk through and like watch and like y- yeah but that's not that's not what i want that's okay what you're asking me then, but then what do you want like what's other than a bounce house because that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah what do i want that's not food i think i'd like some like cute shopping Cute shop. What's cute shopping? Like, I don't know. Like local businesses that you can like go and support. That's that. I feel like they had to have had it though, and we probably didn't. They didn't. All right. If you went, let us know. Please message us on Instagram. Let us know what you did on the day. Yes, please do. 
send us an email or message us on Twitter or Instagram. Because well, I feel like there was more that we just didn't see because we didn't want to pay for a lift to go outside. Like, we were, we were within a three-block-ish radius, I feel like. Maybe a little bit. That might be slightly dramatic. We were within, like, a... Within a mile of our, um... I almost said apartment. Within, our, within a mile of our Yeah, we, we didn't really want to walk over a mile to do something, but... Um, yeah, I guess to be honest with you, at least on the spot, I can't think of what I want to do. I just feel like, I don't know, it's, we've been to meets in Chicago and St. Louis and I just feel like there's, there's an attraction of some sort. Yeah. And there's not really in Fort Worth. I mean, they have a water garden, which was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Then it's like, am I going to do that again next year? Like, I've already seen it. (laughs) Yeah. And also we did actually, we met up with some gym tournament people at this bar called the library which was really cool actually so if you're like playing and going in the future or maybe you went and you went there but um it was really really cool it's obviously just like a normal bar but then they have arcade games and like the whole upstairs is basically just games so there was like ski ball and air hockey and we did all that stuff and obviously talking and meeting gymnastics fans was definitely my kind of hangout oh my god the highlight of my weekend for sure yeah so seriously again i, I want to say this again because i know a lot of people that we met this weekend they mentioned listen to our podcast which we appreciate so much and i just want to say that it was so nice to meet everybody um whether we like hung out for a period of time we just talked for a couple minutes or it was just a quick like hello in passing so so grateful and appreciative of all of you and we love you all so much and honestly like you all made our weekend i wish every person that i met lived i don't want to say necessarily that we need like everyone to come to michigan but like we all need to live in the same state so like maybe we should all come together and figure out what state we want to collectively we want to live in and (laughs) everyone in the gym needs to move to one state yeah like i wish these people were my real life friends yeah well we are real life friends that's how i think of it like I know, but like, there's so many friends that we've met through gymnastics, and it starts out with, you know, just someone coming up and saying hi to you, and then you see them again, you know, the next year to meet, and you say hi again, and then you exchange numbers, and now you're talking, and now you make plans every time you go to meet together to go get dinner together after, or go to like a little gym tournament meetup, and that's kind of just how it happens, and um, if you're a part of the gymnastics community, and you know, I think some people are a little bit, like, shy and timid. And we kind of are, too, to be honest with you. I think when people approach us, we're, we're very friendly and um, we know how to, like, have conversation. But I think that we're not always the most aggressive people ourselves. Like, I think it's hard to expect someone to, like, just go up to a stranger and introduce themselves. Our friend Amy is, like, amazing at it. <laughs> Amy is our gym mom. She's an icon. She's, she's like, my idol. Right. She's so, so good at, like, just going up to people and, like, striking up conversation. And she's introducing um, herself to, like, really, like, Olympians. Like, she'll just go up to Kathy Johnson-Clark. Well, actually, no, Kathy Johnson-Clark came up to her. But, like, she'll go up to just, like, whoever. And be like, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh, my God, Amy, you're iconic. <laughs> but my point I, was I saying, aspire to be that level. My point was saying all that is, I think it can be really hard to, like, come up to some random person. But... Um, we appreciate all of you who did come up to us because now we're all friends. And I, if you're listening to this and you see us in the future, I want to be your friend too. So um, all love here. And we'd love to give you a hug and... 
talk about gymnastics with you. So, yeah. Is that so creepy to say? Is that so creepy of me? I mean, it did kind of sound a little creepy, but did, really? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh I know my God. I just, I'm just so like, I feel like my heart is just so full with joy. I think. And it was because of the gym tonight. And I just, I really want to like convey that. From what I gather, the gym tonight is a very loving group and they're very much on board with like giving each other hugs <laughs> and like loving each other and talking about gymnastics. So like, yes. I don't think it's as weird as. It's, it's weird, it as creepy as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I people get it. They understand. All right. Fine. Um, but it definitely was a lot of fun. And like, like I said, that's my kind of hangout. Like, I would love nothing more than just to go and, you know, eat food or play games and just talk about gymnastics with people that are just as passionate about it as I am. Yeah. Because so, you already just have something in common with those people. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. So it's it was incredible. And, you know, just kind of reiterating what Brittany said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming up and saying hi. And we hope to do it again in the future, whether it's at, you know, another NCAA championships or even an elite competition. I know a lot of people were talking about going to Tampa for elite nationals this year. So we hope to do it again. But on that day off, I think we just, um, like we said, hung out. We went to Cheesecake Factory with um, Ashley's co-worker, Christy, from Inside Gymnastics. We went and checked out the water gardens, saved some random man outside of our hotel <laughs> who was drunk and um, he like fell and he, he was like, he had a pretty bad, like he was bleeding pretty badly. And nobody else was helping him, which was a little bit like, yeah. I'm questioning everybody, like people, side eyeing everybody. It was weird, guys. Like people were like watching and me and Asher are just like walking off and I'm kind of looking around like what's happening. Like I thought maybe this guy just got into a fight with somebody, but um, turns out that he was drunk and he had fallen and he was like trying to like stand up and like stabilize himself and he kept like almost like falling over. So um, it seemed like nobody around had any empathy for him and they just kind of were like annoyed by annoyed by his, him being there or like this is a show. Um, there's people in a restaurant, like, across the way that... I'm not saying they should have stopped eating and go, gone down there to help him, but, like, you, you could have called... Somebody called You could have called 911, right? Because also, like, 911 would get him out of there. <laughs> like, right. they would remove him from the premises. So, this guy clearly needed help, long story short, and, um... We did help him. Right. So we also, like, saved the day. That's what we did on our day. What did you do on your day off? But <laughs> uh, well, that was my first time calling 911, so that was really? pretty, Yeah, that was pretty intense. Congratulations. Thanks. This is what happens when we don't plan our episodes, is that we're now 55 minutes in. We've talked about most things. We just need to talk about the finals, right? Yeah. There's so much that happened. So much that was good. Good gymnastics, good people, that we kind of just wanted this to be a chill episode. I didn't want to have to, like, plan it and, like, overanalyze it. Like, I kind of just wanted to, like, talk, you mm-hmm. know? So that's what we're doing. So finals, um, once Michigan eliminated themselves from it, my hope was Utah, because I thought that would be really cool, because they hadn't won it since... 1995, which nobody on the team was alive when Utah last won a national title. So I thought that would be a really cool story. It definitely would have probably felt like the first time for them, mm-hmm. for sure. They, was, were, they were doing really good in the first half of the meet. They started on their best event, the beam. And um, they really, I would say they held their own. Like they didn't, um, definitely didn't give it away at all. Oh my God. No, the they, were, they were whites out on beam. They were in first then going in because uh, Oklahoma, like we said, had an out of bounds from Jordan Bowers, which she managed to get a, was it a 9.65, I think? Something. One judge gave her a 9.7, which she literally on her second and last pass landed off 
the mat, like the off the floor Complete, mat. She was she on the podium. Off. Like she was running back home after that pass. Which I imagine would hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it should have been a bigger deduction than what the judges actually took for it. So yeah. that was annoying. And then uh, Reagan, Reagan Smith. Smith in the anchor position also went out of bounds. So Oklahoma, like we said, they started out in fourth. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought they were like over. Um, not, yeah. not over, that's dramatic to say, but, like, I was, like, ooh. Like, well, and then Florida. This is good. They're, they're going to really, like, let Florida walk away with this. Yeah, well, but then Florida was on ball. Um, nothing disastrous, but not sticking any landings other than Trinity, who <laughs> is incredible. Oh, my gosh. Which Trinity. we didn't actually, we were kind of getting ahead of ourselves. We didn't talk about the all-around events, but. How about at the very end? We'll just do a quick breakdown. If okay, sure. Um, but Trinity things, Trinity, Trinity stuck her ball. Everyone else kind of. Megan Skaggs, I think, stuck her full, too. But everyone else, does. yeah, kind of struggled with landing. So Florida was kind of um, not giving it away, but, like, not... They weren't doing exactly, like, what they needed to do to really push Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, because they definitely could have capitalized on the mistakes that Oklahoma made on floor. And had it be an even bigger gap after that first rotation. Yeah. Um, and then Utah on beam, their best event, really, really was pretty solid. So they had the lead after that first rotation, and... Um, I think from there, um, Oklahoma, I think as we kind of already mentioned, was lights out. They stuck nearly every single ball that they did. Um, Bars was nearly perfect. Yeah. Um, I think Olivia Troutman didn't stick her dismount. She had a small hop. I think that was it. I think everybody else stuck. Reagan had um, a handstand that was a little bit past vertical. I think so, yeah. And then beam. They ended on beam, and they were typical Oklahoma on beam. Just beautiful gymnastics, and really... No signs of nerves or no no waivers or bobbles or anything like that. Yeah, and I saw some people online talking about how, like, Florida should have won and Florida was o- underscored, Oklahoma was overscored. Florida had more mistakes overall in my They opinion. did, and I agree with that. I think that, like, it's not that Florida had a bad day. I think Florida was great. Florida, I, just, I just think that even with that, counting that out of bounds, I think Oklahoma was just better. Yeah, Florida really rallied on beam and floor, their final two events. and Oh, my God. They were fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think gave too much away on vault and bars. Um, whereas, you got to remember Oklahoma, they dropped Jordan Bowers. So they, they counted Reagan, who had one foot out of bounds, which isn't ideal. But other than that, they were pretty dang good. They were like 9-9 plus every routine. Yeah, whereas Florida had... Well, not. I think on floor they had two like 9-8-5 scores. But beyond floor, they were like literally 9-8, 9-9 yeah. plus. Um, and Florida, between vault and bars, gave away several tenths. Or just didn't do everything they could. You know, there was people that could get much higher, like Naya Reed on vault, Savannah Shane Hare on vault, um, Riley fell on her bar dismount. Um, they, Sloan they Blakely were... also fell. So no, she fell on day one. Oh, that's right. Yes, my bad. I'm she, like, honey, she did they, honey, they did not count a fall on bars. And that's second. what I was confused about. Yeah, okay, no, sorry. Sloan Blakely fell on day one. Riley fell on day two. Um, there were some missed handstands, uh, not stuck dismounts across the board, like, both days. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember off the top of my head, Megan Skagg stuck her bar dismount, but it wasn't, like, a perfect stick. 
Um, Simone Blake, we didn't stick her dismount, and somebody else didn't. Oh, Leanne, maybe? Leanne didn't stick her beam dismount. They just weren't as perfect, case yeah. in point. They just, like, they gave away little tens here and there. And that adds up. Yeah, and in does. the end, Oklahoma, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but Oklahoma beat Florida by around two tenths. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I do think Oklahoma was the rightful winner, even though that's not who I was rooting for. I mean, I started to say I was rooting for Utah, and then the last rotation as Utah, it was kind of looking like they weren't going to do qu- quite enough to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped on the Florida bandwagon um, <laughs> because I'd rather them win than Oklahoma. And um, really, and no, no shade to any team, just like, no, our, just just like just, any fan, you know, we, we have we have our favorites. and Right. That's that's just how it goes. It's a sport, but um, in the end, I know that Oklahoma was the rightful winner. They, I think, when you combine both those days, um, they were the most well-rounded team across the board on both days of competition, and then any other team there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really, really came through. I mean, started the season off kind of not looking their best and had some injuries, and things were kind of a little bit iffy in the beginning of the season. But yeah. they really had more depth in the second half of the season, and kind of had this motivation and drive and hunger to them. And as we all know now, they were definitely motivated by a comment that Spencer from the balancing situation had said. Which, which is fucking hilarious to Yeah, me. I don't really necessarily see anything wrong with that. I think that's most people are okay with that. There are some people that are like, eh. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, like, I know. I people, mean, we... Oh my God, this is such a Jim Cornette conversation, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into it for just a split second. We really have to stop this whole, like... People aren't allowed to have opinions or people aren't allowed to express their opinions because it's going to hurt somebody's feeling or, you know, to me, gymnastics is a sport that's just like any other sport. So if you want to talk about your favorite team and why they're your favorite team and why you think they deserve to win and why you think they're the greatest of all time, like, I'm like, go for it. Defend your team. Like, have your feelings. Say what you right. want to say. If you think this certain team is not going to do well and you want to go on your podcast and talk about it, you want to write a blog article about it, you want to voice your opinion cool. on Twitter, you're allowed to do that. And we have to stop pretending like the athletes need to be like put inside this little box with bubble wrap and protected there's, from people's opinions when it's a sport. There's one thing which is being rude and uncalled for, which there's a lot of people on the gym net that are. Um, but then there's also just stating your opinion and even saying something that's, you could I guess you could say, fact-based. Um, you know, saying that a gymnast didn't deserve a certain score – that's not rude, you know? It's just, right. it's reality. Um, and Spencer's comment wasn't rude. He, I mean, I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me, but he was basically just saying, and I'm pretty sure this came from his season preview, that, you know, if there's any year where Oklahoma's not, like, guaranteed. basically a guaranteed to win, it's this year. And he's not wrong, because Michigan was coming in hot. Michigan was the defending champs. Um, Florida is Florida. They're always in the mix. They're always great. And they have, you know, one of the best freshman classes. Utah was one of the teams that I think in the beginning a lot of people were potentially predicting them as the national champions because they had an there incredible freshman class. I mean, it was legitimately four teams who at the beginning of the season, legitimately four teams that I felt like could have won. It was a scary, it was bound to be, and it sure was, a scary good season with a lot of teams. And of course, like we mentioned, all the teams that kind of just like, quote unquote, showed up out of nowhere um yeah I agree with him 100% I don't think that it was guaranteed that Oklahoma was going to win Oklahoma really had a fight for it just like everybody else did Mm -hmm. and um I'm glad that they took that and they used it as motivation I think there's a lot of teams out there that could use that kind of strategy and it totally worked for them and if that's what works for your team hey go for it. it was the athlete's idea I think it was Carly Woodard she said 
that it was her idea to like hang it up in the gym and or in the locker room, whatever. So like it was their idea. They they went with it and hey, it worked as motivation for them. I don't see a problem with it. And I'm over here like let them do what they want to do. Let them find motivation in the ways that they find motivation. And if it's using people's tweets or blog posts or podcasts or whatever it may be in the future, you know, let them. I don't think people should shy away from sharing their opinions um, when it comes to things that are like appropriate, like scoring or um, rankings, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's all valid stuff too. Or even um, routines, like talk about the routines and what you liked about them, what you didn't like about them as gymnastics fans, as members of media. Um, that's something that, you know, I think everyone is entitled to do and they shouldn't shy away from doing those things just because they're afraid that a team or a coach is going to see it or hear it and not agree or be offended or whatever it may be, you know? This is a sport, and if we want gymnastics to continue to not only grow, but also be taken seriously, we have to um, treat it like we would any other sport and allow people to be critical of it and allow people to share their opinions when it's justifiable and not crossing a line to where you're, you know, making comments about a gymnast's looks or things that have nothing to do with the actual gymnastics and the routines that are being put on in the floor. Um, those that's, are all things, fa- that's all fair game. Yeah, those are things that are, you know, fair to comment on and share your opinions on and to have opinions on. So just some food for thought, Jim tonight. <laughs> but I think it's great. I think it's great that Oklahoma used that to fuel them, to fuel that fire inside of them. And, you know, it paid off for them. And that's a good, even though we're not fans of Oklahoma, you know, it's not the outcome that we personally wanted um, you can't deny how good they were that weekend and you can't deny the strategy they used to win their national title. So yeah. something is in the water at Oklahoma. I think something is clearly working with that team. Um, I would actually love to hear more from KJ about, you know, what they do in preseason and their conditioning and their mental preparation. That's something that I'm really, really interested in. Like the mental preparation, those athletes are so incredibly tough mentally and they are so like unwavered by like anything that's going on around them whether Mm -hmm. that's social media whether it's some an equipment failure whether it's um, a bad performance that they're following like they just they were unwavering and how good they were and I think they were undeniably the winner of these championships and something that I said to Ashley before we recorded this podcast is you know obviously it matters what you do on that final day and that's how you determine the winner I think if you had had the national championships at the beginning of the season, I think Michigan would have been the national champion. If you had had the national championships a month prior, you know, to, just as we were heading into postseason, you know, senior night, SEC championships, Big Ten championships, all of that, um, I think Florida would have been the national champion. Um, a month later, the best team between podium training and both days of competition, it was Oklahoma, and they're the national champions. So... Congratulations to them. Absolutely deserved and super, super excited to see what the future of not only that team, but really all of the teams that are at these national championships and even ones that weren't there as a team. Like we mentioned, Michigan State, LSU, UCLA, Iowa. Iowa, So many teams that really could have been there, but just fell short. So um, I think that bodes really well for the future of college gymnastics. And I think that this year was intense, but next year is going to be even more intense. We just want to real quickly go ahead and give you the individual champions from this NCAA championships. 
Trinity Thomas won the all-around with a 39.8125. She had an incredible competition. Also, want to add, well, I guess we'll get to it. Hold on, pause. Um, vault, Jaden Rucker, 99625. Stuck her vault both days of competition. It was incredible. So, so happy. Because she's not one that, like, I wouldn't say she consistently sticks that vault. Like, she's obviously great at vault, but she's not one that, in my mind, is super consistent with getting that landing. So... To see her not only do it two days, well, not two days in a row, but within two competitions back to back and then have it score well enough and, you know, hold out through the evening session where scoring tends to be a little bit higher um, and become that national champion in the end of that event was super incredible. On bars, it was Trinity Thomas, Beam, Suni Lee, got her NCAA title there, and then Floor, Trinity Thomas with a 10, which is what I started to say. She has gotten a 10 on every single floor routine in the postseason, so I think that's, what, five in a row now? Yeah, five straight. Which is simply incredible. So, shout out to Trinity. She wins this NCAA championship. <laughs> like she was Certainly as an individual. So incredibly good, and... You know, what a way to cap off the 2022 season for her. And then the team standings, Oklahoma, of course, won with a 1982. Florida was second with a 1980875. Utah was third with a 197750. And then Auburn finished fourth, which is a historic finish for them, with a 197350. And what a way to end the season. So many historic finishes. Like you said, Auburn fourth. We mentioned earlier, Missouri fifth. Michigan State to finish ninth is absolutely huge for them. Yeah, they arguably, I mean, if not definitely, made the biggest jump from last season oh, to no, this season. Oh, no, they certainly did. Hold on, I got to go pull up now on their Twitter. Which, granted, they didn't really get to compete all last season. They competed in, what, like two or three meets, and then their season got canceled because of COVID. But still, if this isn't proof that this is a program on the rise and that's going to be, you know, contending for the national championships next year, I don't know what is. Oh, they will be there next year. I'm so confident of it. I'm calling it now. Contrary to what DD Bro says. Yes. <laughs> Record this segment of the podcast. Keep it in your file somewhere. Pull it out next year because I'm telling you Michigan State is going to be there. They went from 56th in 2021 all the way up to 9th. All within the span of a year, their coaching staff was named the WCGA coaching staff of the year. Mike Rowe was the WCGA coach of the year. Which is incredible because that is nationwide. That's literally every coaching staff, every head coach in the country. And Michigan State won it. But I couldn't think of anyone more deserving, just like we said, with the growth that we've seen from that team in just one year. All the program records they set, the records they broke, finishing the conference championships, Big Ten championships in yeah. second. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so good. And we were sitting behind Micro on the plane. I was just so. going to say, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's so great. Like, I already loved him just from Twitter. <laughs> he likes all of our tweets. Like, I feel So like we were already, like, you know, kind of like Twitter friends, I feel like. But then we finally got to meet him. And he's great, and we're super excited to we, – we already went to Michigan State meets, but, like, now that we're, like, BFFs with Mike Rowe, <laughs> I'm going to go to, like, even more. And we have our friend Amy, who was sitting with us on the plane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we had to tell him the story. So Amy was trying to get his attention, and she's like, Coach Rowe. And he, like, turned around, and he's like – the look on his face was like, like, like he was just so confused. He's like, who? Like, who's calling and the then, coach Rowe? Then he basically it comes out that 
basically his dad calls him that and nobody else like his dad must call him that as a joke he's like no one ever calls me that you can just call me mike and amy's like well like i didn't know what to say <laughs> like i didn't want to like be like hey mike like as if like you're bffs with them which now they're bffs oh yeah they're bffs i feel like we're bffs with them too he like <laughs> he messaged her on twitter he messaged us on twitter and just said like thank you for your support this season because we're always, like, hyping up Michigan State. As we like should be. Yeah, I feel like they just deserve it. So, I feel like as, like, the Michigan crazy gymnastics fans that we are, we'd have to, like, guess up all of the Michigan schools. So, anyways. So, we're going to do a Michigan University tour with our gym mom, Amy. And me and Ashley have actually been to every arena aside from Western. Because Western, yeah. Western's kind of far from us. But... Um, we're going to do it all. We're going to do, obviously, Michigan. We're going to do Eastern. We're going to do Central. We're going to do Michigan State. And then we're going to have to hit up a Western, too. And we're just going to give love to all of the Michigan schools because that's what they deserve. So if you want to come be a part of the Michigan Gymnastics University Tour in 2023. It's coming to a city near you. Right. Hit us up. Let us know. And um, we can you can join along. So. Our plane, our ride back was like a Michigan gymnastics plane because we had us on it and then the Michigan team was on it and then and the Michigan team is like big because there's like the coaches obviously the gymnasts obviously right the team and everyone the that SID comes with them. the the two managers yeah the athletic every, trainers just everyone like that comes with them um, and, and then, then Michigan State, we yeah. had Skylar Schulte, Gabby Stevens was there, Mike Rowe. So it was a good time. It was um, surrounded by greatness. Right. We had a fun time at the airport, um, just getting to say hi and catch up with people. And yeah, we, we ran into the Michigan girls, most of them, um, on the final day of competition. I think it was right before the meet, just to give them hugs and send them our love. But um we got to talk to, like, Brenner and stuff that day, and then we saw high school in the airport. We hadn't got to talk to her yet, so... Yeah, because she was, like, the only one for some reason that we, like, didn't run into. Yeah, we never saw her, but, um, yeah, we, we talked to her in the airport and um, just had a, a good conversation about her career and what's next for her, and, you know, she seems really, really happy with everything that she's achieved, despite how... Things ended um, with Michigan not advancing. Which I think is really an incredible outlook. I'm so proud of her for oh, yeah. having that outlook because, like, it really is just a matter of perspective. Like, she had such an amazing career. Um, she accomplished everything that you could ever possibly dream of accomplishing. She helped her team win the first national title. Um, like, she was, like, literally the one that clinched it. Big Ten all-around champion. As well as on, was it bars and floor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, she got a 10 this season on ball. I mean, she really has kind of done it all and she's, she knows that too. She's, she's happy with what she's done in her career. And, um, she had a great day in the semifinals, you know, all around. She had a pretty great performance. So we're so proud of her. We're so proud of all of the girls. Honestly, they were all, I feel like such gracious, good sports and the way that they handled themselves at these championships. Like, they were, they were in the stands. Yeah, they were in the stands. I saw like pictures online of like them taking pictures with fans there to support the fellow competitors. Um, on social media, some of the girls were just like liking tweets and almost, you know, just trying to make light of the situation. And um, they really just seemed really good sports about it. Yeah, nice. I feel like they have as good of an attitude as you can, despite how heartbreaking that it was. And to have, you know, for some of the girls to have that be kind of the way that they go out is not necessarily what you want, but. 
Um, it was nice to see them. It was nice to give them our love. And of course, we will always love them no matter what. And that's what we told them. Like, our love is not dependent on how good they do or where they are in the rankings. And one meet doesn't define their entire careers where they've achieved so much and done so many historical things for this program. So hopefully they understand that. But, but I really am excited for the future of Michigan. I still think that next year is going to be a great year. Um, I think the team is going to be incredible. And just in general, I think college gymnastics is going to continue to elevate. And right now, there's a lot of talk of, like, transfers. Obviously, the fifth years, like, who's coming back for fifth we years. We will say the transfer portal is hot, guys. Yeah, some of it's public, and then some of it is just, like, rumors at this point in time. But we're hearing a lot of stuff that is making us very, very excited. <laughs> Coaching changes and gymnast switching programs um, there is potentially going to be a lot of mix-up next season, which I'm excited to see how it all pans out and to see everything actually announced and finalized so we can stop, like, just doing the mind games of, like, well, where are they going to go and is right this now, actually going to happen? It's all just, like, speculation, which is totally fun to do. Like, it's fun to speculate and, you know, talk to other gymnastics fans and see, like, what have you heard? This is what I've heard. And... Um, kind of compare, you know, what everyone hears and decide what we think is true, what we think is not true. And right now, I, I really don't know. There seems to be a lot of movement, though, a lot going on. I think that's exciting. That's mm-hmm. um, what makes the off season um, so unpredictable, but also, like I said, so exciting because it really, you know, it's hard to even talk right now about what next season could actually look like because there's so much room for things to change. Yeah. And there's, I have a feeling, going to be some pretty big shakeups happening in college gymnastics. So we're excited already for the next season and to see how everything unfolds. And I mean, I'm okay with taking a little break, but I'm, I'm ready to get back into college gymnastics already. So I know. It's like been not even a full week and I'm like, I miss it already. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I guess until next season, um, this is the end of the college gymnastics recaps, if you will. Um, We still have some things planned, some interviews with college gymnasts. Um, We'll go ahead and announce our next guest in our outro, so stick around for that. Yeah, and we have some other stuff in the works, so um, I will say if there's anybody that you want to hear from, um, whether it be like now, you know, heading into the off season or as we ramp up again in the preseason, we kind of like to split up our college interviews, whether it be with gymnasts or with coaches. Um, Some people you want to hear from now because it might be more relevant, but it's also sometimes nice to hear from people at the beginning of season or like late summer, early fall, because then it's closer to next season and the information tends to be a little bit more like accurate in terms of like how the team looks or you know injury updates or you know why somebody ended up transferring to the school they did you know there's there's more to talk about I think when you wait a little bit longer so we'll see we do have one interview that we're doing later this week that'll be out next week and then we have another one that we're in the process of scheduling so um but like I said if there's anybody in particular that you want to hear from Please let us know. You can send us an email, allthingsgympod at gmail.com, or send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram, and we will take it into consideration. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And next week, we have an interview coming out. I believe we were going to tell you who it was, right? Yes, we did say. We told him to stick around for the outro. Okay, that's right. I'm like, I think we said that. <laughs> so it is, drum roll please. 
Lauren Guerin from Iowa, which I think a lot of people are going to be really excited about because she's a fan favorite, obviously. So stay tuned for that interview coming out next Monday. We are interviewing her, uh, well, it was supposed to be the day you're listening to this, Wednesday, um, but we actually had to push it back because of our work schedules. So we're going to be interviewing her on Friday. So if you're a Patreon supporter, make sure you get your questions in. We're still accepting last minute questions, so make sure you do that. And then going forward, we mentioned this before on the podcast, but we plan to be doing mostly interviews this point going forward. Um, We may occasionally talk about something that's important or maybe there's a certain topic that we want to talk about but um we had mentioned before that we were going to kind of start to slowly transition into just being strictly interview based that's just because that's what we're most passionate about that's what we have the most fun doing and the most time for i think that works best for our schedules yeah if you haven't been able to tell with kind of the um infrequency that we've been is that a word infrequency um i don't know but if it isn't we we get it how infrequent we have posted episodes um between me and ashley's work schedules me being in school still um it's been just like nearly impossible for us to find time and then i find that when we do have free time we're not really wanting to sit down and record and edit because that's a very lengthy process we spend hours um i would say between recording and editing i would say probably around like four hours sometimes more in doing all of that so interviews are a little bit less yeah a little bit easier interviews take anywhere from like a half hour to an hour to record and um depending really only an hour ish to edit so. or less sometimes they don't require any editing at all yeah so um that's not to say that we won't have episodes in the future at some point um when we feel like we have the time or the energy to do it but we do plan to be mostly interview based going forward and we hope that you guys can continue support and enjoy that i think you will i think we have some good stuff coming in the future so if you have anybody that you want us to interview make sure you let us know our dms are open on twitter and instagram and then you can also send us an email at allthingsgympod at gmail.com that's it for today's episode we love you guys so much we hope you're having a great week and we will talk to you real soon bye bye